but you justify your actions because this person who had a goal of obtaining success and has jumped through hurdles and through hoops because you know that they're so young that they don't know how to be aware and recognize red flags that they're only seeing you as someone who's successful and who can make them also successful whether it is through friendship or association or mentorship but then you take advantage of that relationship that association and you may direct it to a more preferable route where you see them as an adult because of how they look and how sexy they look but you forget not about not just about the legal ramifications but the youth the young child that you're approaching And so, we should be aware of that. We should tell everybody. But we have been telling everybody. We have been telling, oh, this person's dangerous. You gotta dress up more. Or you gotta close your legs because they're coming and that's not ladylike. Because you're somehow sexualized, whether you are a young person and you want to be comfortable or you're a young adult who is comfortable with their curves you're somehow responsible for the potential harm that's done to you and if you don't measure up by following these set guidelines whether it is to buy pepper spray to protect yourself whether you want to get brass knuckles that are shaped like a cat or if you want wear baggy clothes so people don't sexualize you and follow you and then assault you and it's not like random strangers that does this it's usually our friends and family statistically from a 27 study 2017 study that over 350 participants reported that uh, reported 80% were people that they knew and a few percentage were friends of those people that we knew and only 10% were strangers so from anyone you know, whether it is a sister, a cousin, an aunt, or an uncle, there had been some form of sexualization or that had led to an assault. We focus so much on the preventative measures that women must take in order to avoid that. 
but it is unfair to blame the victims to this type of pain. I am scared of being sexy because I'm scared of being the next victim. Gillette released a commercial where it's telling men by men to be better to stop being complacent to either wrongful or unethical behaviors and that received a monumental negative backlash from people saying boys be boys but boys are also responsible and should be accountable for their actions that they've done just like women have and this is a very binary conversation women men we don't talk we haven't been talking about the non-binary folks or the queer communities because it's very different and i don't want to speak on behalf of others Specifically from my experience, the men and women, I'm very cisgendered community, the men and men, women in my life had a very particular um, upbringing. And although the shoe ball was different, the shoe that it came with was always the same. And so whether it is the values that has been passed on from one generation to the next and the shoebox just changes because it's worn out but we use new terms new behavior new concepts new terms and we've cultivated this mentality that if you're sexy it's your fault or even if they were assaulted they deserved it or be lucky because you weren't even that pretty or that hot there's so many conversations and dialogues to blame the victim and if you're trying to compare women to simple objects you're oversimplifying the conversation and when you oversimplify you overestimate the actions and effects of blaming the victim because we have not viewed the perpetrator, the per- the approacher, the assaulter. Because we don't want to admit that there is fault in our families, in our relationships, in our peer groups, in our workspace. And it's not trying to antagonize. It's just this is a common pattern and luckily nowadays it's been brought up and it's not just women that had been victims but men young men who had been victims from older men older women because of the same pattern these youth are not specifically two young girls but men who had been sexualized but we don't talk about because men can cry 
they don't cry. Because you have to be a man. There's so much benefit in having this dialogue and discussions because you get to recognize that it's not just a gendered situation, but it's an age. It's a generational fault that we have not recognized. And I feel like there has been a lot of recognition, but the common voices on social media platforms or um, entertainment industry platforms, they have voiced out these. Concerning ideologies, and we're just supposed to accept it because we need to care about something else. We need something else has to be a priority. Why is it only one instead of focusing on everything? I got on a little tangent there, but thank you so much for listening for um, this evening. We were able to talk about what is being sexy, the few dimensions of of being sexy the seven types and how it succeeds or how it leads to success and how you have been trying to obtain success and had just a domino effect that are not their fault I want to encourage a conversation for us to understand that there are so many more people that have been hurt by being victims than rather than being misidentified. And again, this statement is contextual, but I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much. Um, follow us again on Monday at 6 p.m. Hi, welcome back to Strip the Sound. And today I'm going to be talking to you about the fear of being sexy. So, we're going to first start off with what is defined as being sexy. And there are seven types um, of beauty nowadays, or in other words, conventionally beautiful. Um, and one of them, we're going to be talking about sexiness. And so, what is being sexy? It, when you have big eyes, long, luscious hair, large breasts long seductive legs beautiful eyes sculpted face perfect weight perfect height and it sets an unrealistic picture because you're expected to maintain this um, performance of sexiness for every second of the day so we're going to see how this has affected quite a large amount of people so first off adults 
we see it as something that is a standard created by Hollywood. We have the cognition to understand that not all people like this and that it's natural to have a little flub here and there because reality is that we cannot maintain a 2% body fat throughout your entire life when you have kids, when you have school and work, when you have so many responsibilities that maybe your health didn't become a priority at the moment and so we just see these people um, who are winners of this genetic gamble of becoming or being sexy whether they've gotten long eyes or they have amazing makeup or they have beautiful bodies that it is their job to look and perform as a model so their job is to maintain that look and that you do to that profession that they have uh, they raise that they reserve the time for that and I'm not saying that it's limited to only models, but let's use it for an example. We see models or actors in the entertainment industry, these actors who have long, uh, long l- hair, long legs. They have the most beautiful and curvy body. It's glistening under the fluorescent light that puts eye bags in your eyes, but somehow puts curves on theirs there's so many tips and tricks that we don't really know but all we see is this display of being sexy so we wish oh man hopefully we get sexy we'll work out cool but there's also some people who also view at these um performances these display of what is being sexy and those are youth these youth nowadays um, have seen a link of being conventionally attractive sexy to success youth back in my time we were outside um, mostly because internet was slow we it was just telephone you could probably make two mac and cheese and your one page would still be loading because your mom accidentally called and so now it's reloading and it's taking an even longer time so we go outside and we think oh bright colors that's what i want to wear so you buy like stuff from air postal or something like that just for this summer outfit but what i'm saying is that we didn't have a lot of style and we had a lot of free time because the internet was slow now they don't have that um, impairment now they have quick access and you know there's always that exception for the few amount of people that kind of go overboard with this um, new access but most youth have used social media to connect to other people so instead of waiting and making more mac and cheese and make getting myself bigger these youth are connecting to international friends friendships that could bloom friendships that could start a friendship or a career 
or a hobby or a passion and they get that access because it's so instantaneous and because of that instantaneous aspect of that spontaneous there we are that's the word that spontaneous um, but reliable access to communication everyone and most youth in North America have seen success and success from their own age group because some people looked up to the attributes of what a sexy or successful person uh, or prefer a lot of these youth are seeing successful performances of sexiness that has been used in social media entertainment industry very similar to the display that we've seen as adults but these youth are now seeing that it's obtainable and so to them it's just a criteria oh you have to show this you have to give them the best luck you need to have the most creative ideas you need to show this you need to wear this style for you to be sexy Ooh, is that an ab line wow this person is working out and they look like a model and because of the internet is quick access people are learning how to diet learning how to get fit learning how to manage learning how to market and through each and every step whether it's a day a week a month they've grown to learn the steps to getting to success and so they follow these standards whether it is um, the seven types of beauty but for sexy maybe they do get they do have long eyes or not long eyes they have long legs long hair they have beautiful big eyes they have really beautiful styles of clothing that shows off every curves and really popping off and so they see that they they have their own creative twist that makes them stand out but now we have like a field of youth that satisfied the standards of being success uh, of being sexy because of um they've because of certain numbers that fulfill the criteria of being sexy you see a connection of being sexy and being successful there's so many people where we see beyonce she's sexy she dances she sings she performs people want to be beyonce but you know who's also looking youth they're also looking and they're recognizing that this could be an obtainable success so they fulfill the criteria of being sexy And some have obtained success and maintained that platform. But you know what's concerning? It's when adults use sexiness against youth. That is what concerns me. When adults, whether it is Drake and Millie Brown 
who say they are the most sexiest person I've ever seen. I'm going to wait until you're of legal age. That gaze, that attention, that predatory feeling of someone hunting you because your youth who is vulnerable, who only focus on obtaining success, is now getting attention from people that they did not factor because we don't talk about these people enough. I'm not saying that Drake's the only one, but there's so many people that we've negated and that's concerning. Is it a family member? Is it a co- distant cousin that you feel uncomfortable with? Is it that church member? Is it that teacher? Your guitar teacher? Because we don't identify how predatory it is for adults to look at children at such a voyeuristic way we don't report it oh but they dressed like that I didn't know it that was their age you knew this person is much younger Yes, they look more mature, but they are still young. 